0: Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie
1: Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country.
0: Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first, or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide.
1: Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Men, right now grab your cell phone, run from your wives, find a quiet spot. I'm gonna give you a new book to buy. And I don't wanna get in trouble with your wife because I'm sure you got about 30 books already <laughs> probably half of them are not unpacked from Amazon and you don't need another book but you do and I'm going to tell you what it is it is robert gagnon have you have you found your quiet space yet so your wife doesn't know okay robert gagnon's book who's going to be on the show this is a show with robert gagnon we had but it's called the bible and homosexual practice text and hermeneutics get it it is a phenomenal book on the topic dealing with homosexuality, sexuality, ide- sexual identity, man and woman. It's Robert Gagnon in this book does a phenomenal job of walking through theological texts, problems and issues, how to respond. Um, I can't recommend this book highly enough. Really enjoyed him. He was in town. Woo! How long ago was that? I don't know. 2018. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was because we were still at the old piano studio. That was our old studio where Clint Hughes allowed us to record our show up there. Robert Gagnon was in town. I think he gave the uh, graduation speech at New St. Andrews College. And the reason I remember that speech, I remember that speech, is because Robert Gagnon was speaking, and out of nowhere, he fell down on the floor like he was dead. And I just remember him doing that and yelling the half of it. (laughs) least a portion of his speech from the ground I was like he's like you will never forget that he's like you will forget many graduation speeches but you will never forget this one I don't even remember everything he said I just remember that that's what he did and he was right I didn't forget him and you know what you won't either Robert Gagnon is a brilliant mind and really enjoyed him on cross politic and I expect that you will too
2: cross politic begins in three two one
0: that breaks for a dying city stop cursing your future <laughs> is not true for
3: all intents and purposes i am a woman no
4: government no political system has ultimate supremacy jesus is king of kings and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship
2: you are not protecting women, you are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women
0: every year. I didn't uh, start it. But but, sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old.
5: I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered.
6: You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Rensch, the Waterboy,
0: Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox.
4: Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic. We got a full studio today. That means a lot's going Didn't on. Didn't we
0: have
1: a full studio last week too?
4: We did, but those were just comedians.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris.
1: Now, Sorry, yeah.
4: Ben. My fault. Now, but, but we now we got mm. some pastors in here. Is this yep. is this done?
5: Uh
1: I think it is. Can I press uh, it? You you uh, Please. slowly, gently. Slowly. I need
5: yeah. some. So this is, um, this is Dr. Rob, Rob Gagnon. Gagnon. Yep. Gagnon. And, um,
4: and, and he wrote a book called the Bible and homosexual practice. Right. So check it out. It's really thick and we'll have to ask him why.
5: Okay. And, uh, <laughs> dr joe or you're not dr doctor. master master <laughs> master the reverend the great one the holy reverend joe rigney <laughs> joe rigney <laughs> yeah stop. i got a hug from joe yeah I know. and
1: and I, I got i got a serious no 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 i, no, I no, no, it wasn't just like a hug no no let, let, let me just give you an example
5: <laughs> don't do that stop stop, stop. Get, no, no. get off the microphone a, and so i'm we, ready to pull apologize. away i'm ready to pull away yeah. and he's like Mm-mm. <laughs> no <laughs> you don't and you know what he did to
1: me what i walked in and he just gave me the fist yep. oh that's because you're not the weaker brother no? I'm the weaker brother. No? Yeah, yeah, I, I talked know, about him last time I saw him. I heard him, it. I heard yeah. his feelings. Yeah. And not really. It didn't
4: hurt. Come this, on. It was this more a, like a observation. His, is this a black-white thing? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Are
1: you the weaker brother? <laughs> I,
6: I not Joe. I, I, wait, what happened? He, he he said I was mean to him whenever he came to visit in Minneapolis. I
1: didn't say you were mean. I just said— I heard his feelings. Guys, we need <laughs> Matthew 18 this. No, no, no. So yeah. I, we, an observation. Last time I was there in Minneapolis, <laughs> we were filming for the call conference, the promos. And I said, you know what? Joe's one of those guys where he doesn't say much, he's kind of reserved, and then you turn the camera on and he just goes whoosh, right. just blah oh, right yeah. on the camera. Right? Um, well and I'm but, like but he don't
5: he don't talk for you. But but
1: when I'm there, it's like it's not like that. It's like, okay, right. you do well, And then all of a sudden, hey, you know Jesus wet. You know, and he just he goes right into his, his <laughs> line and, and so he came in today and was like, just in case you didn't think I didn't love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing a little little reparations uh, don't there. pull away mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know guys I'm, into it. I'm i'm bored of that story it. i'm
4: ready to move on i'm just telling you I'm what happened to, to me on.
1: it was awkward and i loved it so it was great
4: before we get to cross politic news are you done i'm done you're done okay. okay all right thank you for answering your own little <laughs> yes, yep. yes. that's what i do um before we get into cross politic news we got two things i want to make aware uh to you guys make aware yeah. let's make make you guys aware you're not doing yep. great today <laughs> aware aware a <laughs> make you guys see people pay more attention he's from texas yes <laughs> First off, all, all our new club members and our current club members actually are going to be able to participate in this. We have kind of a cross-pollite club kit that we're putting together. Club and so, kit. if you guys sign up for our club membership, which by the way is just amazing for us, we really appreciate it. You're going to make cross politics great again. So please <laughs> sign up for our club membership. Uh, but all all our club members are going to get a worldview kit from us, or a, a club kit from us that is going to include Toby's worldview guide on Moby Dick. From Canon Press, I didn't okay. even know you wrote
1: that. I know, I, I didn't know either. I'm, he didn't. He didn't, I didn't know even either. know I wrote it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah.
4: And and we're also going to give away uh, Francis Fukuyama's um, uh, book as part of the club package. Also, oh, the food book. What, the food book. What's uh, what's the title? It's got a title. Oh,
1: I yeah. don't know. We should relabel it. The food book.
4: The food book. <laughs> Francis Fukuyama. From pastor and and chef Francis Fukushan. The wizard. Um, amazing. Uh, kind of a mixed guide of kind of practical theological. So um, current
5: club members yep. and people who join. We'll get these. a kit
4: right from Cross Politic, a couple books, and some other stuff we're going to try to get in there. Um, but for right now, that's what we can promise to you guys. So you know, we're, I- we're trying to build up our club membership value to you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for um, signing up. You can go you, to our website. Is that really a reason
1: for you to support us, I but know. you do. So it's, it's kind of like, amazing. we should do something for you guys, and yeah. we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, another sponsor I want to talk about is Grand American Piano. Oh, yeah. Um, they have been down with us since day one. They cover all of our overhead costs so that we don't have to pay for lights. And They're downstairs. And the air conditioning. And internet. And, 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 and internet, all the stuff. Yep. And, so everything that we, they've been here since day one for us. And so well, you guys should check out Grand American Piano. What they do is they revitalize old dead pianos. And they bring, it's kind of like the 100-year-old gospel.
4: Steinways. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, man, they're amazing.
1: Mason and Hamlin's beautiful piano. It, so
4: Every time I walk through the, his his studio, I wish like I could play piano all over again. It's, it's like the Valley of Dry Pianos down there. That is exactly ah, right. Way to go, Joe. Yeah. Look at you. Raise, raise them I, dry I was pianos. Thinking I'm like, a pastor. I
5: was, I, <laughs> I was thinking of it. Kind, it kind of feels like free, free a, a piano morgue downstairs it, it does only they're not getting ready for burial mm-hmm. they're actually they're getting ready their resurre- life they're getting oh, ready man. for resurrection that's like Commercial. the world um, that's good yeah there you go yeah so, so the, about- these
4: are 100 year old steinways you guys got to check out grand american yeah. piano if you have an
1: old piano Gra- that needs refurbishing
5: yep.
4: or you need
1: to buy a new piano yeah. or a yeah. refurbished piano which is better than new listen to clint talk about these pianos is amazing because he talks yeah. about the fact that the wood it, because it took so long to create that wood now we just go through like okay 30 years wood's done chop it up let's go you got yeah. hundreds and hundreds of years that it took these yep. trees to grow. Yep. And they're using this type of well, we don't get those kind of pianos anymore. And they're selling for better prices, uh, and they sound better. And brand
4: new Steinways. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. than brand new yeah. Steinway. So Huge.
1: grandamericanpiano.com, check them out. They're great supporters of cross politics, and yeah. we're grateful for
7: them. Yep.
4: Yeah. And and you surprised me on that one because we got one more um uh, decreedesign.com. So one of our We're just getting sponsors all
1: over the place. It, yeah. Why are we so, and broke, we're so grateful?
4: And these guys, these are Christian brothers yeah. that that work with us. And so we really encourage you guys, Decree Design, Brother Joe out there. Um, He has a graphic design and web development company out of, I believe, Kentucky. So Mm -hmm. he he might even be able to get you some Kentucky bourbon or something. I mean, that that
5: better come Uh, with the deal. So a website and (laughs) Kentucky bourbon, a graphic
4: design and Kentucky bourbon, whatever's going on there, Joe. You're doing a great work. (laughs) Thank you very much. So guys, check out DecreeDesign.co if you need graphic design and web development help. If you're a
1: club member, all these are going to be in your email. That's right. So that's another reason to sign up for club membership. That's right.
4: All right. Let's get into cross-politic news. There's some big stuff going on with what's now not the Boy Scouts anymore.
1: The not Boy
6: Scouts,
4: the not Boy Scouts of America. Anymore.
6: Are they gonna
1: change your name? So yeah, I think, I think it's this.
6: Scouts formerly known as boys. <laughs> 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 that's Probably not. But that's funny. Scouts. It,
1: just maybe
5: it's just scouts. So wasn't
4: it wasn't it just two years ago they allowed homosexuals open homosexuals and and boy scouts right? And then within the two year time frame now they've basically and, and leaders scout yeah, yes. scout leaders. So, so like first first scouts. phase was we'll just let homosexual boys into this. And then now and they, they let homosexual not leaders, And not, not leaders. leaders. Right. This ain't gonna happen. And then they let um, leaders in, and then now they just let girls in. So there's there's just no such thing as boy well, scouts. What about anymore.
3: transgenderism? Did they also allow girls who Ooh. think that they're boys in? I can't. I I can't. All I right. get lost sometimes. Did they skip a step? I'm not sure. You they know? <laughs> we may have to go back and be a little more internally self consistent here. Uh. I, I
4: wonder if they let animals in, the bears that they go and. In the woods, uh, and, uh, camp uh, with and all the, you know, I mean,
3: and and what it, what is a girl anyway? Well, and you know, the Girl Scout it's, leadership is also complaining, decision. right? Because the are Girl they? Scout leadership is is concerned now that, that girls will be drawn from no back over the here the Girl Scouts That's and go into the Boy Scouts, and of course the Girl Scouts have already made the accommodation that boys who think they're that they are girls can join the Girl Scouts. So it's a little bit of an inconsistency there to be that concerned about a rigid line between male and female when you've essentially already said that biological maleness is not necessarily a limitation on entering the Girl Scouts. That's hilarious.
4: Well, here's the big thing that was reported this last week is that the Mormon church officially pulled out of the Boy Scouts. So they no longer partner with the Boy Scouts, which means if all the Mormon kids left, it'd be about a 400, 450,000 um, pull out, um, uh, yeah. decline in enrollment for saw, Boy Scouts. I saw a headline about yeah. that. Yeah. I think yeah. he has a question. <laughs> yep.
1: Did you say the Mormons pulled out? I did. Before all the Christians?
4: Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. That's that's not a fair statement Um, because the Christians started Trail USA. So there's actually a Christian alternative to the Boy Scouts. When all the homosexual stuff started going down in the Boy Scouts, a big movement um, kind of- Trail you know. USA came. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So, and did they put a dent inside of the Boys and Girls' Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, a good Boy question. Uh, I know,
4: I know. When we when Scots we talked that. about Trail USA last time, this yeah. about a year ago on the show, I had one of their camp guide, whatever they call them, camp guide, scout leaders, scout leaders. Um, I didn't trail, do, trail I didn't leaders. Do trail leaders. Whew, um, I was getting
1: a little nervous there because the Mormons start beating us and stuff. I get a little nervous all of a sudden, yeah. like, whoa, mm-hmm. hey, no, no, it's good. We under some bad judgment right now, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but the trail leader contacted me. <laughs> no, we, we are So should I turn no, around no. If I look Will I turn this salt? I just want to know Where we at in this <laughs> no, <we're,
4: laughs> You know what I'm saying yeah. no,
1: That's where we are Okay Alright I'm going to keep Looking this way Put the blinders <laughs> yeah. on
4: but, yeah. the, but the trail leader Contacted me And he said It's growing like crazy So he uh, good, yeah. good So a lot
5: of Christians Have left Boy Scouts yeah. And yeah. and now the Mormons Are leaving And
4: so I, I think In five years There's going to be Hardly any resemblance Of any oh, sort yeah. of Whatever the new name is now mm-hmm. It's like
5: Tra- Scouts, oh, Scouts Scouts BSA. B.S.M.
4: B.S.A. B.S.A.
6: So it's like they, some sort of they kept right. the acronym. sexual they, they thing the or BS something. Part, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. Yeah, it's like there's some, uh, <laughs> there's some <laughs> euphemisms in there. <laughs> yeah. all
4: Watch right. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So guys, anyway. get your kids in Trail USA, all right?
5: Do that. At least get them out of the Boy Scouts. Absolutely.
4: But you
1: know, this is what happens, though, when our culture starts um, saying that there's no difference between a boy and a girl. Like, this is what, this collapse, right? Oh, boy yeah. Scouts has to go. First of all, your marriage is gone, too, right? And the kids aren't your own. I, yeah. All this happens because of what happens when we, how would we define men and women? When we start misdefining it, removing the titles that God has given it, what do you expect to happen to culture society? Right. right. And know? in
3: fact, if you think that being male itself inherently is toxic
1: right. and has exactly. to
3: be contained uh, in some way, like mm-hmm. it's radioactive combustible material, yep. then obviously you're going to have to dilute it. You're going to have to let... Uh, uh, girls who think there are boys in and you're going to have to let girls in whether or not they still think they're whether or not they think they're boys one way or the other you have to find some way of containing what they don't realize is that the the, the greatness of a uh, organization like the Boy Scouts in the past is that they get to have male role models that mm-hmm. so, show them how to socialize their maleness in appropriate ways right. mm-hmm. and now that that's that kind of great dynamic is going to be lost with this yeah, mm-hmm. and, and
6: that, yeah that's right and that's a that, that is a Significant kind of uh, development, it, and and it is mocked. I, I see it mocked sometimes when when people lament the loss of male spaces. I like, so, there's Christians who are lamenting the, the loss of male spaces. Male, you know, where, where guys can go and kind of be guys. Uh, that's why we come here. I know that's right. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, and and there's and there's an <laughs> important place for mixed spaces. Men and women have to be able to, yeah. to, to be yeah. together, and they complement one another. And then there's a, an important sense in which men orient to one another differently. They talk to one another differently. And so, to have spaces where men can do that and where women can do that, is is a really important thing. And, and the more that those collapse, the more that you're going to have the toxic masculinity because Ooh. it's it's reactive. It's yeah, it's like, right. the, and so, or you you either get the man cave thing where if I can't have any spaces where I can be a guy out there, then then I, what I'm I'm just going to retreat into my cave, yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to go and then I'm going to get online and I'm going to find a bunch of other angry dudes <laughs> and we're just going to burn the whole place down. Well, right? and and
5: specifically, what they're finding is Islam. I mean oh, a lot yeah. a lot of angry young white guys. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. black guys. Yeah, I was going to say it happens um, a lot in the black are, community. Are finding are finding Islam because Islam at least ha- I mean it's talk I mean talk about yeah. toxic masculinity, but right. it's it's got a doctrine of masculinity and being, right. you know, being a man. It looks like m- blowing m- stuff m- up. Well, right. and this
4: and this has been uh, bubbling for a while. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, you guys uh, this is going to lead me into my next segment here where uh, with Eric uh, Schneiderman. AG Schneiderman from God, me too. He oh. got ousted, New right? York. Yes, from New, New York. York. Got ousted, and one of the um,
5: for like sexual abuse or assault or something it, like this.
4: Deviance, and I mean, Weird apparently, enough. like strangling his his women yeah, during he was role during playing. During, hey, what's a woman? What's
1: a woman? I don't even right. know what a woman is. Well, but, but what's but, wrong with that? She's is, not a wo- we cannot be bothered oh, by these okay. definitions. Yeah, I know. Right?
4: But know. this is kind of to Joe's Joe's point a little bit. Is like all his sexual sexual deviances are coming out of this machoism um, in bed. Yeah. And and it's coming out, and right. you know it's. But the funny right. thing in all this is, Trump is like the only guy who can't get me to effectively in all yeah.
5: this. The, te- the Teflon president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything <laughs> bounces
4: off him. And Eric, you know, he just has four complaints against him. Yeah. Nothing's been verified yet. Um, but, but he he Sh- stepped Sh- he stepped down.
5: Schneiderman spoke. At one of the women's marches,
1: right? In New York. Yeah. In with
4: New York. with uh, Weinstein. Harvey Steen. Weinstein? Weinstein, Weinstein.
1: Yeah. It's okay to mess up his name. Nobody cares. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Nobody cares. So this reminds,
5: like, this is totally like, this is the French Revolution going on, right? I mean, you have these, this these, right. is a sort of anarchy thing where you start the revolution, but when the revolution is not um, built on actual standards mm. of justice, the the guillotine is gonna come for you so you know Robes, that's pierre right. starts that's the right. thing and he's going after bad guys you know whoever louis the fourteenth or whoever it was one of the louis and you know all the hierarchy and marie antoinette and everybody gets guillotined but pretty soon the blood demands more blood yeah mm-hmm. right um and and you you're gonna get me too i mean if you you know he who fights you know uses the sword dies by the sword you, me too, you're going to get me too'd. Um, There's no way to stop the logic of that because it's not about, there's no logic to it.
3: Right. Well, partly too, I think it's all about, it's about a sort of abstract image of liberation. And I'm sure when, I mean, here's a guy who apparently, according to women, former girlfriends have testified, he's attempting to choke them, to dominate them. He tells them to call themselves whores (laughs) and slaves. So I think what he must've thought liberation was about was you get to pretty much do whatever you want to do. Right. And what he wanted women to do is to be sexually open and available to himself, which he then thought would also entitle him mm-hmm. to have his worst instincts come out. Right. So it really wasn't about honoring somebody else. It was this sort of mass self-glorification liberation movement of some sort. Wow. Right. So when
5: someone else wants to take wow. him down, that's their deepest desires. there's right. There's there's nothing. There's no, there's, there was nothing... Logical. There was nothing rational. There was nothing. There was no justice. There was no standard by which to measure what is freedom. Right. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? Right.
1: One of the things I think um, Doug's article talking about this. I can't remember the title of it right now, but patriarchy and and dominion don't ever go anywhere. Like someone's going to be there, exercising there, it. Uh, yeah. The whole. Yeah. The, so yeah, that's there good. are. It,
6: there's. It's nature. Mm-hmm. Like there's fundamental. We are built certain ways, and then you got the fall, which is going to distort masculinity, femininity, in various ways. And so you can't. Egalitarianism is is a fiction that we try to impose, but you can't. You can only. It's like the whack-a-mole game. You can push it down, and it's going to come back with a vengeance right, right, in a in right. very gonna, ugly, ugly way. Yep, gangs.
5: Yep. You're going to get the mafia. Right. You're going to get. You know, men are going to be men in some way, shape, right. or form. And you can you can whack it down on yeah. one side, and they're going to pop up, and they're going right. to dominate in some way, and they're going to dominate either in a in a in a glorious godly way, right through service and self sacrifice and protection mm. and like so on, like Jesus, like Jesus, yeah. or they're going to dominate,
1: like uh, Schneiderman, Schneiderman yeah. Yeah. and masculinity doesn't go anywhere. Either men become women and women become men, but it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Masculinity yeah. is always going right. to be right. around.
4: There's right. always a butch in the relationship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Quick, do something. Do no, something. I don't think there's any segue to that. No, 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 no,
1: no. no but you're right. There, there, there is. Yeah. I, it's amazing yeah. to me. Like when um, you see two gay guys, you always see one as a man, one's, one, one's They still model feminine. it yeah. in yeah. one way or another. You can't. And it's like, why don't you just be who you are? But you can't. You have to model. You have to yeah. model that one way or another yeah. because you know you're supposed to meet like this. You That's know what I mean? Right, right, you yeah. know you're designed that way, and the whole time you're fighting against it. Anyway, he says it better because he has a bow tie on. No offense. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm going to tell you there's like I tell there's you. There's know, tension
6: between you and up. You and you and you know? I, I tried to give him a hug. You no, know, yeah. we
5: were good. We're good. I, I
1: accept the hug. We're,
5: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to Matthew 18 this. <laughs>
7: oh, yeah. It's, oh yeah. it's coming.
1: More across poly- More. Oh, I can't even talk. See, you got me nervous. More cross poly when we come back, don't look at me like that, man. I didn't do anything. I'm just saying. I just, it was just an observation. That's all. I'm, will you forgive me. It's just complicated. But our relationship. That's all it is. It's
4: there we go. We're bringing it. No. This song gets me fired up every time. No.
5: You know what?
7: <laughs> Gabe.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic. With us in the studio today, we have Dr. Robert Gagnon. Uh, he is the former associate professor of New Testament at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for 23, 24 years. Mm-hmm. Is that That's right? Great. Yeah. Um, he rocks a That's serious great. bow tie. Um, That's great. Yeah, he, he does. Is, Come
1: on now. He's an elder
5: in the Presbyterian Church USA. Is that, is that true? That's still true? Yes, yeah, um, still true. Holds a BA from Dartmouth, and MTS from Harvard Divinity School, PhD from Princeton Theological Seminary. And Did you say USA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: Sorry. AC USA. <laughs> <laughs> like, How get- we can talk about that okay, some okay, if you okay, want. All right, some all right. All right. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make some notes. You <laughs> like, just blew Knox's mind. Speaking of lapel, would you please? Yeah. 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 Just
5: making. A Dr. Gagnon's primary fields are Pauline theology and sexuality. USA. Um, <laughs> his uh, book, "The Bible and Homosexual Practice," which uh, you showed a little while yeah. ago, Gabe. Um, Still Christian.
1: <laughs> has uh,
5: rocked some boats over the years.
1: Ikebod uh, over the door.
5: <laughs> we also have with right. us Pastor Joe Rigney. He's hey, a past- I know, He's a Christian. He's a pastor oh at uh,
1: <laughs> City's Church. Is that right? City's Church, City's
5: Church. in, uh, in uh,
1: Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Will you tell the third cousin of Jesus I said hi? John Piper, in case you didn't know this Third cousin, third cousin of Jesus. Jesus, John yeah. Piper. Would you let him know? I'll, I'll say hey. Yeah, give him a hug for
5: me. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll love that. Um, you're also a professor at Bethlehem Baptist College <laughs> and Seminary?
1: Bethlehem
6: College and Seminary, yep. Right. No Baptist. No, no Baptist. Baptist. Sorry. Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are, but... You know. <laughs> are you are you ashamed?
5: No. Here, you're a little bit ashamed. Uh-huh. Nope. Okay, okay, just 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 checking. <laughs>
1: Surrounded by four, four uh, Presbyterians. Go baptize your kids
5: if you have children.
1: Courage. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: you, have, you have courage and conviction.
1: <laughs> Where did that come from? What
3: about the clarity?
5: The clarity part. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. right we'll work here. on I'm that. We'll work on that. And uh yeah, um and you like baseball.
6: me so we're gonna talk about courage and clarity and you guys know that his name's John the Baptist, right? No, baptizer. Right, right. Yeah, baptizer. Baptizer. Yeah. Yeah. Baptist yeah. Baptist which have a hard time if, with their Greek. If, don't if they? you, knew, if you yeah. knew Greek, Joe, <laughs> occupational,
3: <laughs> occupational noun. Okay, you're yeah, all right. Is, yeah, that's it's right. That's Really. Yep. Uh,
5: we can get I was, that. US I was trying on. to give you a segue into something that we could agree on. Yeah. Which was baseball. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Just,
5: just <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when the glove <laughs> catches the ball, <laughs> is it
1: baptized? Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <How do> you-
3: <laughs> he did do adult submersion, so I think we ought to note that. Yes, okay? that's, that's,
1: that's right.
6: right. <laughs> I mean, just like Jesus, I mean, it's okay. You guys yeah. are good. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We don't judge
5: you. Uh, so um, we wanted to. I wanted to get over here with this: uh, the Bible and homosexual practice. Um, this came out in two thousand one and uh we were talking just before the show began at the time you wrote this it was actually you said in in conformity with the standards of the PCUSA that's correct mm-hmm. and wow. and um but uh, never. Notes. Nevertheless, um, it didn't get a sort of you know standing ovation particularly from the the folks in, in your denomination. Well,
3: um, of course, we had we have a fair number of people. Certainly had more then than we do now. But people within the renewal side of the PCUSA, who of course, were very glad to have something like that out. Yeah. But the vast majority, I would say, of the leadership within the PCUSA was not happy because they were moving in the other direction. What I try to show in this book here. You have lots of arguments that people make with regard to the Bible about the issue of homosexual practice, and there's a there's a tendency to try to find some way of dismissing the biblical evidence by either reframing it in a way which I don't think actually reflects what it is saying, uh, or by sometimes now it's more in the direction of rejecting it. So, for example, a couple of people I've debated uh, recently are willing to acknowledge. That uh, Jesus would have opposed every form of same-sex union, mm. committed or promiscuous. That's a debate? Otherwise. Oh, yeah. this is yeah, That's that ex- a debate? Yeah, most people don't want to concede that <laughs> point. <laughs> who support homosexual unions because they know that's a pretty tough hill to climb when you're saying that Jesus Jesus himself would have opposed it. And he would have opposed it. Based on the Genesis text in Genesis 1, 27 and yeah. Genesis 2, 24, among other things. In his own words. In his yeah. own words, right. Yeah. And his definition of marriage. We can get into that if you want to at yeah. some point, right. which necessarily presupposes a male-female foundation. But now some are actually willing to go so far to say, for example, I debated one professor at Fuller Seminary, no longer at Fuller, uh, who actually started the debate. This was in Tucson, Arizona, in Presbyterian Church by saying, Dr. Gagnon is going to tell you that Jesus would have opposed every form of homosexual union. And I agree, that is true, he would have. <laughs> however, however, he said, Jesus had insufficient information oh. to make that determination. <laughs> wow. It's inconceivable. Oh. What? Wow, yes. Yeah. So the Son of God had insufficient Right evidence. And to now make we, have that a, we have a Christological problem now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly, and that's where it could lead potentially. What I was trying to do is close out the door to, to people who are saying that somehow the Bible is serviceable to committed homosexual unions. Uh, they might use they might use an argument about promiscuity and argue that those are the only kinds of relationships being that were known in antiquity, or they might use an orientation argument and say that they didn't know anything about uh, any form of congenital basis to same sex attractions. Or they might use what we call a misogyny argument, uh, that the only reason that people were opposed to homosexual practice was they wanted to keep women down, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And if you had a same-sex relationship, one woman would be on top, or if in a male-male union, one male would be on the bottom, and they didn't want that hierarchical differentiation to be blurred. That was a big mouthful of syllables. Uh, wow. But one of those so,
1: three so arguments... Even, even like the, 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 Don't try and say that, game. You I'm, can't do that. Uh, yeah. I'm not
3: going to say <laughs> this clean on
4: camera, but even... Even like the um, uh, Pos- sexual intercourse and positions were arguments against uh, e- e- you know, hierarchy right, right. and for egalitarianism at some level.
3: Right. The only problem with the male-male union is that one male would be on the bottom, he would be a receptive partner in a penetrative act. And so uh, we can't have that happen because men are always superior to women. So that's their argument that they use. You're going to use, generally find one of those three arguments in play. And what this book was designed to do is to say none of those arguments work. Uh That the scripture is very consistent from Genesis to to Revelation, that there's a male-female foundation for all sexual ethics. And in fact, one could even make the case that even the Bible's prescriptions on incest and the Bible's New Testament prescriptions on polygamy are themselves predicated on a male-female foundation for marriage. Yeah. So that's the bedrock. That's the foundation. And what people are trying to eliminate now is the very foundation for sexual purity. And now what we have to do really to be more consistent is go back and and take care of some of the issues that we let go. Like, for example, now we really should support polyamory, at least of a committed type, and a close kinship unions, at least of an adult <laughs> mm, consensual right. committed right. type. Right. Well wow. it, it seems it to seems be to me right in
4: all this all this debate on sexuality and ethics and everything, the root issues really is is the scripture inerrant and is God sovereign? Well it's right? even
3: but it's even more elementary than that. In other words, I, I don't go out and make the argument scripture is inerrant, therefore listen to scripture. If I did that, not everyone would hear the argument. What I say is this is this is clearly a core value within scripture itself. So if you want to tell me, well, we don't do X or we don't do Y anymore, how come we're pressing this? The case that I'm making is this is the foundation for everything else in sexual ethics. So if you want to eliminate this foundation, you're going to have to give up standards across the board. As long as the relationship can claim to be adult, consensual, committed, you're going to have to accept every type available. That includes number of partners. That includes uh, close kinship relationships.
1: So what if they're willing to swallow the reductio?
3: Well, some are. I've actually had conversations with a family member where he says, I'm okay with the uh, marriage for for a brother and sister, and I'm okay with marriage with three or more partners. Well, okay, well, that it's going to be a little bit of a tougher argument still, yeah. <laughs> but you can make a philosophical argument in addition in addition to a Scripture argument. If, if you want to abide by Scripture, you're a Christian, you, you rightly think Jesus is the Son of God, he has a certain amount of authority as a result of that, then you really don't have any out. If you're not a Christian, however, and you're willing to accept this reductio that you're, you mentioned... Well, I think
1: even Christians are willing to accept that reductio, some, uh, especially in the... PC, USA. <laughs> <Well>, uh, <laughs> right. so.
3: yes, I'm still a member, ever, if you didn't know that. That's why we had that little uh, body blow there momentarily. <laughs> Inconceivable. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah uh, in the end, you can talk about other... Um, there are real reasonable reasons why you would not want to promote homosexual practice. I mean, homosexual practice, many people want to present... A same-sex union as being basically the same as a heterosexual union, only they just happen to be of the same sex. But that's inconsequential anyway. Right, so who cares? Right, right. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. So what do you well, say? And,
6: and I think a big part of it, though, is what what Rob's book does is it is it's clarifying, right? It you because because the, then the issue does come down to: Are you with Jesus or not? What what you can't do is marshal Jesus in then support then of the revision. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. You have got to ditch Jesus to go where you want to go. Right. And so let's just get clear on where we're at. Right. And as, gonna, as opposed to the kinds of arguments that want to um, use Jesus as that's well, he, what, he, he 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 would have if he'd known if he would have had sufficient information or right. or the trajectory of the scriptures is in that direction. It's it's, it's close off all those doors right. and then bring it back down to fundamental. Right jesus so
5: what jesus. do you say to people though who maybe say yeah i you know i agree with your point personally and privately and so on <laughs> but who am i to say that they haven't found love or who you know how does it, it how does it really affect me how does it really affect the church or broader society why does it matter um you know even though that's my private conviction i believe in jesus that way but, but not gonna why, force that on why you. should yeah. i
3: oppose it yeah. more publicly or broadly. What, what, what might you say to that? Well, there are all sorts of different levels to that, answering that. One, of course, is the political issue, which is namely we're seeing the fruits of rejecting a male-female foundation for marriage and the implications for religious freedom and freedom of speech. Now people are being uh, required almost to have coerced speech at certain points, Uh, And to affirm this, it's not enough just to say "live and let live." You actually have to embrace it. And if you don't embrace it, then you basically have to be pushed out of the public sector completely. To not
5: embrace it is fundamentally um, to deny the
3: foundation of their their morality. I mean, their morality. They they cannot allow disagreement on that point. You're basically the moral equivalent of a racist if you now reject their position. Now, even as you know, it's even gone to the transgender issue. So you can't even now if if you refer to somebody with a pronoun that appropriately references their biological sex. Right. There are some places like New York City you which fined. you can be fined yep. for doing. Uh, yep. And it's extraordinary. Talked about that on the show. So yeah. you basically have to lie they're asking you to do. And if you're not willing to do that, then there are all sorts of occupations you can no longer hold. Right. And you lie open yourself also up to these fines and other prosecution in other ways. So that's one issue. But it also affects relationships in general. You know, I'm going to say something really radical here. And Do so I need to hit the t- B button? Well, you know, <laughs> hold your, make sure your pulse is going and here. Uh, right. We can get the medication in if you need it. I'm ready. But this is it. And uh, I'm sorry if I offend anybody here, but men and women are different. <gasps> okay. Well, I guess I, that went over like a lead balloon. So, uh, <laughs> Men and women actually are different, and they're different in ways that moderate the extremes of the other sex. So that when you put together a man and a female, the extremes of masculine and feminine sexuality are each moderated, and the gaps are filled. Now it doesn't always work, right? But it has a salutary effect in general on such relationships. This is the idea fundamentally of man is not good alone. That's right. And
5: in First Corinthians eleven, Paul's talking about you know we need one another. Right. There's there's this dependence on one another. But not
3: not only not only just not 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 good just to be alone, but also if you're going to be involved sexually with another. You don't want to be involved sexually with a sexual same. It's too much already you. When that happens, the extremes of your own sex yes. get multiplied, exacerbated. Right. They don't get moderated, and the gaps don't get filled. So what we find, that the perfect laboratory for this is looking at generally how male homosexual and female homosexual relationships work out. Yeah. And what we find is, you know, what society, what many on the left want to say is that, well, societal homophobia leads to this disproportionately high rate of measurable harm. But what's odd is that the measurable harm is mm. different for each in different ways. Mm. So not surprisingly, with regard to male homosexual unions, you much have much higher rates of numbers of sex partners over the course of life mm-hmm. than you would in lesbian relationships. This is hardly surprising yeah. given the male libido, right? And yeah. male testosterone. Right. Yeah. And uh, the, num- the amount of sexually transmitted infections uh, that uh, male homosexual males report is off the charts compared to every single other group, right. including, of course, lesbians. For women, that's a little more difficult to figure out because, as men, we all know that women are better and we're more strained. More, they have a more holistic sexuality way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna actually go go with that because. Men are more uh, generally stimulated. They're more visually focused. They I like do. to say
1: better for what? Better, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> babies <A> no. have babies.
3: <laughs> Men provide some useful elements. I don't want to yeah, yeah, diss yeah, them yeah. completely.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, Thank you. But
3: yeah, In lesbian relationships, actually, you might think this is a little bit surprising because they're more monogamous. But lesbian relationships don't last as long. On average, even in male homosexual relationships, yeah. do. Wow. And the reason for that has not only been suggested by me, but it's also been suggested by uh, two women researchers uh, from some California school, I won't mention, <laughs> that uh, that have worked on uh, lesbian family relationships. And although I came up with the idea before they did, but uh, nice to have the reinforcement. Yeah, And that is, women just uh, have more of their uh, intimacy needs, more of their, well, let me put it this way, more of their self worth more of this sense of importance, significance, and validation from these relationships than do men on average. Men still, much as we might try to get in touch with our feminine self, we still derive a great deal of our sense of self-worth from what we do Uh in our activities. Uh, But from women, it's much more important to have that developed in the context of these relationships. You probably will sometimes get a man complaining to a therapist that his wife doesn't share her innermost feelings with with him often enough, yeah. but usually, like Just, yeah. usually, overwhelmingly, it's on the other side. Other Men may around. think, "Gee, I've been doing a great job at this," yeah. and the wife is complaining. No, he doesn't, yeah. right? <laughs> so, uh, women have put a great deal of stress sometimes on the relationship in terms of their expectations and demands on that relationship. We have two women making the same having the same how, high how could that go wrong how <laughs> could that go wrong yeah. it ends up with a higher relational turnover yeah. and also just in general because women more generally are in tune with their psychological makeup there's a higher incidence of mental health issues attending lesbian relationships than even male homosexual relationships now this isn't going to happen in every case but it's a significant difference on both sides and it speaks to basic differences between men and women and why male female unions have been ordained by God.
5: And I'll, back then to my original question which is just that so these are ways in which this is doing societal harm. That's so, right. So it's not exactly. just that it's wrong. Of course it's wrong, but you know God's standards are always there for a reason. It, right. it, he's protecting us from from the um from the effects of our sin. Right. Um, it's doing harm to families, it's doing harm to neighborhoods, communities, society. I I read um uh, Anthony Esalen's book Defending Marriage um, a couple, couple, couple years back. Um,
1: PCUSA too? No, he's Catholic. No, Catholic. Oh, he's Catholic. <laughs> 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 um, this is he, not going the way I he, wanted it to. I mean, honestly,
5: uh, he's my... Favorite Roman Catholic right yeah. now, living, living Roman Catholic. Chesterton, of course, is
7: up there.
3: Yeah. But.
5: Robert uh, George. The yeah.
7: Not today. Mm, man, man. <laughs>
5: a a
3: shout-out, to for Robert George, Ryan Anderson, Michael Gallagher, a number of others. There, there yeah. are, there's, some, there's some solid folks doing
5: really good work. The um, But I remember in Defending Marriage, the thing that he pointed out to me and the chapter that I think hit me the hardest was the way he discussed how um, homosexuality and homosexual marriage in particular is destroying uh, the nature of friendship. Um, well, that's the other thing that's being stolen in this. And so we were talking about the Boy Scouts earlier, where, you know, now, you know, as soon as you introduce homosexuality, I mean, you know, th- were, were there ever any men and boys tempted to these things? over th- Of course there were. But to the extent that it was being suppressed, what was being protected was friendship. That's right. The boys could be boys, and they could hang out and play together, and they could run down and—
6: could they Could they give each other hugs? They could— <laughs> Probably give each other hugs.
1: Yeah, without it feeling weird. Yeah. Without, uh, and, then it, and then it, it wouldn't it, feel weird.
6: And they could, you it know, they'd be beyond a
3: thirty-second interview. Yeah, okay. it, it, yeah, it, this was longer yeah. than thirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you had to be there. But now
5: that now that there's this 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 thing, the societal norm or trying right. trying to right. normalize this idea of, of of sexual attraction between guys and girls and so on. Now it's, I mean, everything is suspect.
3: Right, right. Yeah. right. No, not, you know, no. it introduces sexual tension into a relationship for which right. there need not and should not be any. And, and it's not like no. I'm saying that heterosexuals have always been doing great. Obviously, no, th- we wouldn't have even come to the issue of affirming homosexual relations or transgenderism if we hadn't already messed up in yeah. terms of longevity of the relationship, yeah. in terms of fidelity to right. the relationship. Mm, yeah. So these are issues right. like divorce yeah. and remarriage and so forth that we have to get a hold of in the right. in our own community. But nonetheless. There still is a fundamental difference. What still tends to be the exception in heterosexual relationships is the norm in most homosexual relationships. So when you when you call that marriage and you're seeing virtually every homosexual relationship, and when I say virtually every every, I mean I'm talking about 75 to 90 percent or more, uh is not going to be more than a couple of years. So you're you and, and it's not right. going to be exclusive, right? right. Because about forty percent Right. of homosexual committed homosexual relationships are open relationships right. you know where they agree to actually have another part you can have other outside partners as long as you come back home to me mm. these uh, inevitably you have to redefine things. the yeah. definition of marriage completely mm.
1: all right when we come back I want to ask you a question I want to ask you why is this up, there. We're <laughs> there. why is this the battleground and then I want to ask you you got a new book out man. I, I want yes, he to yeah, hear. about I want to hear about it. Didn't know about this? More cross politic. <laughs> is it a hugging book? Is it you hug people? No. <laughs> Gagman, Doctor Gagman. I said it right. Yep. Okay. Stress, oh. on,
3: stress on the first Gagnon. syllable. Doctor Gagman. <laughs> if you want to do it the French way, Gaillon.
1: See, you oh. just messed me up. Oh. <laughs> I can't do that.
3: Welcome
5: back. This is Cross Politic. And with us in the studio today, we got Dr. Robert Gagnon. You said it
1: right. You're not Gabe, so it's great. That's great. And uh, Pastor Joe, Rittney, the great one. What? Who? Uh, yeah. Hugs a
5: lot. Hugs a lot. <laughs> and uh, he just, knows that they're cousin to Jesus too. Just a reminder yeah, right. that uh, if you're not already a member of Cross Politic, you are invited to go to CrossPolitik.com. Find that button that says "Join" mm-hmm. and uh, and join up and support this craziness. And we now have. Uh, membership kits right. that are going out people who are already members you're going to get one of these in the mail soon starting and, starting june 1st starting june, june wow March. that's great and that's um, great. and apparently yeah. one of the things you're getting is um this this thing worldview guide something you read? Um, yeah worldview guide canon classics uh it's something i guess. so you
4: read moby dick uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow no, no he wrote like, the guide
5: uh, uh, yeah he yeah, watched. Well, he saw older, the movie He saw the. He saw the <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a guide yeah,
3: to yeah, the Gregory
1: movie Bank, <laughs> <in Baltimore, didn't
3: laughs>
1: i read the cliff yes. notes at
5: least
4: yeah, uh,
1: yeah don't so, ask me that question um, yeah uh-huh anyway, yeah so, uh, you had a question. So, Doc, so right now when I look at the landscape of things, I see a lot going on. At, I don't know if you guys over there, the PCUSA, know if anything's happening outside of your culture. Uh. <laughs> uh, but uh, right now, big topics are race. And, sure, we follow and the Methodists. You, <laughs> you guys are probably the cause of it when I think about it, you know. But race is a huge topic. Um, the Me Too movement has bled over inside of Christendom as well. Uh, so, it seems like when I look at the landscape, I'm looking, I'm saying, you know what? If you want to get liberalism into conservative thinking, what you got to do is use guilt and sin, and then you, you fill that with all your liberalism in the back. So you Trojan horse this thing.
5: We have the Black right. Lives Matter, and we just had this MLK 15 yeah, s- celebration. Mean, but it's been going on for a long yeah, sure, time. I sure. mean, it's,
3: connected. it's connected. They try to make a connection, and they try to say there's a similarity between sexual orientation sure. and race. Even though one condition is benign, immutable, and non-behaviorable. And the other is none of those things. Well, it's amazing <laughs> to me right. that black people. Other than that, people, they're
1: the same. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, black people are eating it up too. They're like, there. yes, gay is the new black. Are you crazy? Yeah. anyway, so if what's what bothers me is that if this is what's happening right now, because I see this starting to bleed its way over into more conservative. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is actually, and I also, My I also bad. Want, if I might make a plug before you even <laughs> yeah. go further, is yeah. that. Uh, Matthew Vines, for example, is trying yeah, to make inroads right. in the evangelical yep. movement. He's, yes. he's done a lot to, to popularize the work of James Brownson and others. And uh, so tag, I am the,
4: tag Matthew Vines on Twitter. We'd love to get him on the show. James so, Brown, the yeah. singer?
3: No, no, no. no James Brownson. Oh, son. Okay, right. Yeah, different guy. <laughs> so, so I am actually actually working on a uh, short book, maybe about two hundred pages or so, response to both uh,
1: Brownson and Vines, oh, among other things, good, and good.
3: updating that. Hopefully, yeah. get that manuscript finished in a couple of months. So, if yeah. this
1: is what's leading, what's the Trojan horse?
3: Mm. You mean what's the end result? Well, yeah, they, I
1: mean if, if this. What, is what are they
3: trying to sneak
4: in? Yeah, what are they trying to? I through mean, all the because this ethics. is a pretty
1: bold move. Homosexuality. Every Christian should go like, no. Next. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of to figure out what
3: is next beyond this because this is the this is the whole shebang right here, right? When you're undermining a male female foundation for marriage, you're done. Yeah, you, you, the rest is just mopping up operations. Yeah. You're you're trying to be more internally consistent with a program you've already more radically have formulated and approved in accepting such unions, right? I mean, gender itself now is up for grabs. You can't even in some schools, I know this is true in England, in private schools and some places in public schools, and same thing in some private places, schools in the United States, to even be able to call boys and girls boys and girls, right. or to make that kind of differentiation in sports teams or other activities right. is, is already being challenged. So nothing less than gender itself. So what's beyond that? I mean- you is, tell me. It's that's pretty radical it, as well, it as it already is. Is that right? the
1: end game then? Like, okay, we're we're in the last it was this last straw, guys, well, and I this th- all breaks.
3: I think it's ultimately a sexual free for all at that point. I mean, people, really, people, uh, sex is really, it's hard to get beyond the issue of sex. I mean, I'm going to say something radical here. Sex for many people is pleasurable, okay? Yeah. It's supposed to be a private experience. It tends towards self-justification. Careful, guys. And essentially, people want to be able to do what they want to do, sexually speaking. Cool. And they want to have that kind of freedom. What, and Christianity mm. has been viewed as the number one restraint. That's yeah, That kind of liberation.
4: Well, this is, this is Satan's playbook. He always uses something to get at your soul. Right. Like he, you know, he gives he gives you Adam and Eve the fruit. Well, what was the goal of the whole fruit? It was to tear the relationship between God and man? Right. Um, sex is doing the same thing. It's 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 the um, the Trojan horse is to get at Satan's. You running the playbook on us. We right don't even now need a Trojan church. horse
1: anymore, do we? We just, just like, well, here it is. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Right. it's, well, it's well, pretty, pretty
4: obvious and clear.
1: Back to your question, though,
5: and maybe this is a this is something that uh, tags a little bit with um, the mainline denomination uh, thing that he keeps um, poking you about. PCUSA, but um, which is so. There are conserv- more conservative denominations, PCA being one of them, which is I think kind the, of. the lar- largest, <laughs> semi-still conservative denomination. Kind of, but a bunch of us are seeing um, uh, the cracks. Oh yeah, in in the in the dike or whatever you want to call it in the wall, of the um. fortress. That um, the, the uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a family show. Um, but um, the, the my point being though is so. You've seen this happen right. in right. the USA. Right. The United Methodist Church has had, to, you know, is battling the same thing. The Mainline, uh, you know, CUSA uh, uh, Episcopal Church USA. Do I need to beep that out? Maybe CUSA. Okay. CUSA. Mm. Um, well, but, and this is going to well, happen in the PCA. It's but, coming. But what's the happened is coming. so back to your question yeah. though. So what happened though is I I think you're right. I don't think it actually was a, a bunch of homosexuals coming to the door and saying, "Hey, uh, would you ordain us?" No. Because right, when they if they did that and when they did that the answer was no right but what happened was I do think that there's been a, a, a
1: slow woman deacons right I mean yeah 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 okay there's a boiling right.
5: frog thing and right. so that's been happening over 50, 60, 70 years I don't right. know longer in our in our country and and there's a bunch of us. Seeing the same play being run on the PCA and and, and similar denominations, right, right. and we were like, you know, hey, don't do right. that, don't do. And they're like, you're a hater and
1: you're racist,
5: and, right? And they and they <laughs> don't seem to see it or think, no, no, no. But it's different with us, right? And you know, we've got you know our Book of Church Order and we've got our our Confession of Faith and all these kinds of things. I mean, what can what would you say um, to you know our brothers in in denominations that haven't fully capitulated yet on some of these things? And this is back to the trope. I mean, how do you how do you try to wave your hand and say there's a Trojan
3: horse here? Yeah, yeah, watch out. It's coming to a neighborhood church close to you very soon. I mean, it is yeah. going to happen, and it is a it is a process, and they do start at a very low level. Let's hear all the voices, mm. and there's a reduction of the significance of the issue. We hear that now mm. in a lots of evangelical venues. This is only one of many issues. Why are you making such a big oh. deal of it? This is already That's good. a start, That's right? Good. So here, a, I've heard those right, things. Right. I've yeah. heard those things. And if it's one, only one of many issues, and we've already made accommodations on divorce, remarriage question. R- We're all sinners. Right. Eventually, yeah. you're going right down the road yeah. here. And the right. thing to realize is that while all sin is equal in one respect— Namely, any sin will get you excluded yeah. from the kingdom if right. personal merit is your means of trying to enter in. Oh, yeah. All sin is not equal in all respects. Some same. sin is more severe than other sins. That's right. a, an unpopular view within even evangelical circles, but it's a very biblical view. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jesus can talk about weightier matters of the law. When Israel was committing the golden calf episode sin, uh, the text says they com- they committed a great sin. Well, right. you can't have a great sin if all sin is equal well, in all same. respects. That's so. Right. That is it's going to be that kind of movement, the hearing all the voices, the listening, these people are suffering, and there is some genuine suffering, and we do have to be pastoral, but not in the sense that we allow a the camel's nose under the tent to say, hey, this is really not so bad. Think about right. affirming this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's where the no. church has to say, we cannot allow that kind of desensitizing of the church to take place. It seems to me that one of the things that we're up against is that that means basically
5: we have to throw down over relatively minor things, which is really hard to do because you you, you know somebody says we want to hear all the voices and they're like what's wrong with hearing all the voices? Well, right. nothing in principle, but I I've seen this play run fifteen right. times exactly, and and the end of this is we're not hearing all the voices. There's, you know,
1: and so you have. So it's- again, but this happens when we don't have men who are f- are full of the Holy Ghost and who are holy themselves, because they have right. cracks in their own character makeup. Yeah, and right. so sin can. Oh yeah, I guess I do need to. Okay, you might have a point, point. and it breaks this and... down because you got sin in your own heart.
6: Right, guilty people are very steerable.
1: Exactly. Ooh, that, yeah. Well, yeah.
6: Well, that yeah. is true.
3: I mean, why? Why in certain churches, like they say, the Episcopal denomination did did this issue implode the denomination earlier than many others. You know, there's, there's oftentimes it relates to individual human guilt and you have children or other relatives or yourself maybe doing things, which is a compromise of the Christian ethic. And in order to get that, to get that guilt feeling assuaged, you, if you accept something like homosexual practice, where you've covered just about every wrong that you've done mm, up right. until that point, yeah. right? I mean, so I mean, you I'm get a free right. pass. And yeah. time, I
6: mean, like, that's, that's why the, the porn epidemic in relation to this, and they, and they, they talk about this, the studies about how. People who look at pornography become much more uh, open to all kinds of other stuff because right. you, you, I can't, how am I going to hold you to a standard that That's I'm not right. holding myself to right. in my, with my computer in my back room or whatever? Yeah. Um, and so in churches, if, if pornography is live and well, and it is, then you ought to expect that steerability. Right.
1: right. All right. So you, the great one, Mr. Joe Rigney, pastor, elder, mm-hmm. newly rocking the ball head. It's lovely.
6: I wanted to be like you, man. Like, I thought you were, no, I thought, like you. Well, I, just, I just want to be like
1: Jesus. So we going nice. the right way. Uh, <laughs> so you, you wrote a book recently. I can't remember the name of it though. Because I the- haven't gotten a copy of it.
6: Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was, that was bold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Lewis, I, Lewis on the Christian life.
1: What would Lewis say right now?
6: Uh, I mean, I think I mean, he'd, he'd write another screw tape letter, you know, like, I mean, he'd, uh, he'd be, able to, he'd be able to skewer this stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and and he would do it in a way that, you know, he, he wasn't a pastor and he wasn't a thunderer. Like, so he, he wasn't going to do the, he, he was never the, he's not a preacher, he's a professor. Mm. Um, but mm. what he's going to do is very carefully... Um, Lewis, when he writes, one of the reasons we like him is he sounds like what you hope your conscience sounds like, you know, <laughs> like unrelenting. Yeah. I'm not letting you off the hook. He's a bulldog. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just yeah. going to keep coming, but but it's that kind of like you know you're only wasting time, and he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to push hard. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he doesn't yeah. have to like yeah. yell at you because he's just going to close off logically all of right. your escape routes, and right. I, this is what you're doing, and this is how you're thinking about it, and I'm just going to diagnose, and then he's going to get you back in the corner and go, now you have a choice. Right, you're either going to turn back to God or you're not. And, and that's, I mean, his brilliance is in, is in bringing things back down to that fundamental, so that the book Lewis and the Christian Life is a lot about the choice that in every area of life, every moment of every day, God is demanding you, like not demanding things from you. He's demanding you. Mm, and yeah. he's not asking just for part of your time or, you know, tithe and of your energy or whatever. He's, he's asking for you and the choice you have before you, every, every moment of every day is either I'm going to put God at the center and I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to receive it, that from him or I'm not. Right. Mm. And one path is the path to joy life heaven, one path is misery hell. Mm. And uh, and and then how that choice shows up in a variety of ways whether it's in sexual ethics or whether it's in friendships or whether it's in family relationships whatever it shows up in all of these different ways but everything he knows that's the fundamental question. So that's that's what it
5: is. I I've just been listening to uh, that hideous strength. Yeah. And uh, I'd read it a few years ago. Have you read it? No. I, I, okay
1: guys look what's wrong with you <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with you people? i know i know you I, you have you don't ask me how much lewis i've read you better take that hug back
4: oh
1: i'm working on it i didn't okay, okay. hold on now i came up in a charismatic background <laughs> basically the reformed church for me started in 1919 i don't have that much history okay <laughs> <That> <laughs> so, is, i'm coming up i'm catching up i'm uh, in the puritan still all right
5: all right okay all right I'm a. Forgive me. All right. All right we'll mere talk.
1: Christianity and we have three chapters. Okay. I'm working so on but
5: it. but that hideous strength that struck me this time as I've been going through is is I mean, I I just absolutely love it. Um and it's it's like screw tape letters and abolition of man yeah. and and yeah, mere know. Christianity <laughs> uh, you know, like, yeah. uh, and, and then right. infused into a really gripping narrative. Right. And I had never... Re- it, That's a good description. I, I've, I like that. I've, I've it really, I'd, it I'd read it before, yeah. but then I've I've since then read some of those other things. N- Screwtape letters, Abolition of Man, and, and some of his other yeah. things uh, more. And, and so I'm even more familiar. And so as I go back through and listening yeah. to it, um, it's amazing to me how... I mean, the thing... I, I think you're right. The thing that just I love about Lewis is how he understands how we think. Yeah, he just... He, he understands how we think. and And so that he has strength in particular to bring it all the way around. I mean... One of the driving things running through that whole story is male-female.
6: Right, it's diff- um, it, different ways. It, of
5: what it. does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? And that's one of the threads that he's weaving in this story. And and these and these two lost this young couple that's married and and, and somewhat estranged, uh, working through what it means mm-hmm. to be a man, what it means to be a woman, and um, and it's he gets it. I mean, yeah. he, he gets it. Then, um, he sees what year was? I don't even what year was. I was 30s. In, yeah, in uh, no. the ni- 30 40, 40s. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um but you know, 50 60 years ago, yeah. at least he saw what was coming. Right. Um mm-hmm. the the kind of hubris of man to say, you know, very, the,
6: very hard castle.
5: Yeah, that we I can I can create this world in my own image, rather than receiving the world as given, but right. I'm going to I'm going to invent my own destiny, my own meaning, my own purpose. Well, if I can create all of these things, then I can recreate what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what Mm -hmm. marriage is, what um, a family is, what children are, what all all these things. Um, And he saw it coming, you know, whatever, Mm. 60,
1: 70 years ago. Somebody like me who hasn't read a whole lot of Lewis, I've listened to the screw tape letters because it's all audio. uh, But with your book, Lewis and the Christian Life, would that be a good place to start? It'd
6: be a good intro in some ways. Like uh, I think there'll be some chapters that'll be, I don't get what's going on here because you're alluding to other writings, you know, that hideous strength. I haven't read that. Um, but in, but in general, it, it's, it's designed to be a kind of synthetic, you know, pulling from different things. Lewis, how, how prayer. how does prayer relate to this? How does, the, how does he think about the church? Um, which was difficult because he's, unlike other, it's, it's a part of a series, but the other guys in the series were all theologians and pastors. And so you can kind of think, of, how do they think about the Christian life? Well, you go look at their sermons and mm-hmm. you can just kind of walk down the, the topics. And I've got to do that hideous strength, mm-hmm. um, which, was, which was really fun, but it was a, it was a hard,
1: hard deal. Yeah. One, one of the things that I've, the little that I have read of Lewis, uh, and listen to is that I, when i when i look at what's going on right now in the culture christian fighting i don't find guys using very much good rhetoric mm-hmm. <laughs> right they use a lot of arguments they want to lay well well well
4: rhetoric that's i was that was a salute to you i did that on purpose
1: gabe that's uh, not how this works, yeah. <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> really good well rhetoric um yeah. but you know they they always want to right now it's happening too with the whole racial thing they throw an armbar that's socialism that's mm-hmm. You know they—they they're, want to describe. Marxism. That's Marxism. Yeah. This is what's happening to you right now, and it's like that's great, but I don't know how to fight it. Right. That's great, but just because a dude like that's just a fist, he's just punching you in the face. Yeah, I know that. How do I block it? How do mm-hmm. I get? It? <laughs> you know? Right. So, but with Lewis though, it seemed like he had the whole thing down with rhetoric, and you be like, oh wow.
6: Right, and, and it's that combination of um, clear-eyed rationality, logic. Wedded to an imagination that was just second to none in terms of its ability to connect the logical argument to a kind of potent image. And so Lewis's images are often what make you go, now I get it. Yeah. 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 That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. And
5: he's, he's a gracious bulldog. I mean, this is That's sort right. of what I think about him. Like, I mean, he's, he's charitable and gracious, but man, he's tenacious and he's fierce right. at the same time. That's right. And uh, yeah, you you need to
6: get you some Lewis. And, I'm, and, I'm I'm working and, on And uh, get, get you it. some
5: uh, that hideous strength. <laughs> uh, get you some abolition of man. Um, so
6: yeah, and if you, if you're gonna do that hideous strength, reading abolition of man, and then the the inner ring, yeah, uh, is is one of Lewis's essays. And if you read the inner ring and then pay very close attention yeah. to some of the characters, right. you'll you'll see it, it, he, what he's doing is he is um, narrativizing uh, those essays.
5: And I think this goes back to your question before about the Trojan horse and how these things happen in, in society and, and, and in communities is that whole inner ring thing is going on. There are people who are guilty and so they're insecure, they're afraid, um, they're trying to make it in life, they're trying to have meaning, they're trying to justify themselves. Yeah, they don't and, want to be left out. And yeah. and this creates a certain kind of, certain kinds of society, certain kinds of communities, and you don't want to get left out of that. And so you begin to make compromises. Right. And that's the story of this guy named Mark in the... Yeah. Uh, Don't in
1: spoil it for me. <laughs> what are you doing? Mark no static.
5: <laughs> yeah. and no. he's
1: he's afraid.
5: He wants to make it. He wants to have meaning. He wants to have success, yeah. and and he feels somewhat guilty, and so he's willing to make these small compromises. And Lewis mm. has this brilliant way of sort of taking that psyche apart and yep. saying, "How could a man get to the point where he might do something really evil?" Mm-hmm. Well, watch this. Yes, this is how. Mm. And um, so yeah, we need a whole lot more Lewis um,
1: up in here. Where do we get your book at Amazon? Amazon?
6: Amazon. And it. your books are at
1: Amazon? Yes. Both. The right. Bible and both Homosexual the Practice, right? Bible and Homosexual it, Practice. we will link,
5: link to them in our email. Yeah. Right. And also you also got, got the book, Live Like a Narnian. Live Like a Narnian. So if you, so uh, we get all those signed
7: all then, it, right? It's yeah, that's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> hey. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And if you're in the PC USA, get out, get out, get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Doc. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No offense what? taken. What are you still doing over there? Hold on. Let me stop the music. Listen, I, I don't want any hate mail from your wife because you didn't do it. I, I tried to give you a warning at the beginning of the show. You grab your cell phone. Go find yourself. Go outside and feed the dogs. Go outside and chop some wood or something. And you order your books in private so that you don't get in no more trouble because you got 35 books lined up that you ain't even started reading yet. By the way, have I told you about the Knox Unplug reading plan? We got one, we got, how many books did we say? I picked 12, Jason picked 12, so there's like 24 books that we're going to go through this year. My goal of books this year is like, I'm trying, do you know Pastor Wilson? I'm like a, I'm like attention deficit. Squirrel! Did you know Pastor Wilson has like read something, I think uh, 80 to 90 books every year since 1979? What's this? I'm... Now there's no hope for me. I'm just so I, this year I made up in my mind I'm gonna get through sixty books if I do nothing else. Sixty books is what I'm gonna do, and me and Jason Farley came up with twenty four to put in that sixty. The reading list is on Knox Unplug, which you can get if you have the Fight Laugh Feast app. All that content information is on there. Hey, did you guys send in those emails this week to tell? I want to know the thirty minute show that we do every day. That versus the Man, I miss the long form media. I wish we could, wish we, but you can't have both either cross politic once a week, maybe twice or every day for 30 minutes. You know, after this week, you're probably saying, nah, (laughs) how about 20 minutes once a week? (laughs) I understand that. Hey, listen, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for signing up and for becoming a Fight, Laugh, Feast, Columbia member. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Monday, we'll be back. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Mm-hmm.
2: you might be starting to suspect that I am not a very big fan of federal financial aid. So let me confirm your suspicions and admit that I think it has been a bad business. Very bad. But let me first concede that federal aid has helped many millions of Americans, including myself, to fund their college experience. However, we often find that the benefits that we have received from something in the short term are completely undermined when we discover the long-term harm brought by that same thing. Incoming college freshmen are not the only ones that struggle to restrain themselves at the sight of the easy money that comes from student loans. Colleges have swiftly raised tuition to capture the extra money now available through Pell Grants, but especially the student loans. You must remember that colleges are businesses, and one of the primary rules of business is never leave money on the table. For instance, if you come to buy a car from me, which I intend to sell for $5,000, but I somehow find out that you actually brought $7,000 in cash and were prepared to spend it all, then guess what? The price just went up. Why? Because I don't want to leave money on the table. Similarly, if a college applicant can pay $7,000 for college, but the federal government comes alongside to give that applicant an additional $4,000 in Pell grant money and another $8,000 in student loans, can you guess what the cost of college is now going to be? The answer is as easy as adding seven plus four plus eight. The new price is $19,000 because the college doesn't want to leave money on the table to the skyrocketing cost of college tuition. Some college presidents might say, look, education is just getting more and more expensive to deliver. We are simply passing the cost on to the consumer. However, there is no good justification for the steep climb in college tuition over the last several decades. Consider this, since 1985, the increase in the cost to attend college has doubled compared to the increase in the cost of healthcare. And while I think it is fair to say that healthcare has significantly improved over the last 35 years, I'm not sure that I can make the argument that college education has. Colleges don't like to admit it, but the fairly obvious cause in climbing tuition is not that this education costs more to deliver, but that there is more revenue to capture. This position was once advanced by William Bennett, President Reagan's Secretary of Education, and is often referred to as the Bennett Hypothesis. To quote Bennett, if anything, increases in financial aid in recent years have enabled colleges and universities blithely to raise their tuition, confident that federal loan subsidies would help cushion the increase. In 1978, subsidies became available to a greatly expanded number of students. In 1980, college tuitions began rising year after year at a rate that exceeded inflation. Subsequent decades have proved Bennett right. A recent study by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York demonstrated that for every dollar of subsidized student loan offered by the government, the market would respond by elevating tuition to 60 cents. In the end, the federal money, rather than making college more affordable, has greased the skids for runaway tuition hikes. If you would like to follow this conversation, go to our blog where we will continue to post on our unique perspective on federal funding and higher education. The link is in the description or just go to NSA.edu and click on the blog.
0: Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table.